Chapter Eight of Uncle's Dream by Fedor Dostoevsky, translated by Frederick Weishaw. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Greg Giordano. Chapter Eight. So you were very gay, Prince, at Natalia Dmitrievna's? Asked Maria Alexandrovna surveying the battlefield before her she was anxious to begin the conversation as innocently as possible but her heart beat loud with hope and agitation after dinner the prince had been carried off to the salon where he was first received in the morning maria alexandrovna prided herself on this room and always used it on state occasions the old man after his six glasses of champagne was not very steady on his legs, but he talked away all the more for the same reason. Surveying the field of battle before the fray, Maria Alexandrovna had observed with satisfaction that the voluptuous old man had already begun to regard Zina with great tenderness, and her maternal heart beat high with joy. Oh, ch ch charming, very gay indeed, replied the prince. And do you know natalia dmitrievna is a w wonderful woman a ch charming woman howsoever busy with her own high thoughts and exalted ideas maria alexandrovna's heart waxed wrathful to hear such a loud blast of praise on her rival's account oh prince she began with flashing eyes if natalia dmitrievna is a charming woman in your eyes then i really don't know what to think after such a statement dear prince you must not claim to know society here no no really you surprise me i assure you i assure you mon cher prince listen zina i must just tell the prince that absurd story about what natalia dmitrievna did when she was here last week dearest prince i am not a scandal-monger but i must i really must tell you this if only to make you laugh and to show you a living picture as it were of what people are like in this place well last week this natalia dmitrievna came to call upon me coffee was brought in and i had to leave the room for a moment i forget why at all events i went out now I happened to have remarked how much sugar there was in the silver sugar basin. It was quite full. Well, I came back in a few minutes, looked at the sugar basin, and three lumps, three little wretched lumps at the very bottom of the basin, Prince, and she was all alone in the room, mind. Now that woman has a large house of her own, and lots of money. Of course, this is merely a funny story, but you can judge from this what sort of people one has to deal with here no no you don't mean it said the prince in real astonishment what a greedy woman do you mean to say she ate it all up <laughs> there prince and that's your charming woman what do you think of that nice little bit of ladylike conduct i think i should have died of shame if i had ever allowed myself to do such a dirty thing as that yes yes uh, but do you know she is a real belle femme all the way 
all the same what natalia dmitrievna my dear prince why she is a mere tub of a woman oh prince prince what have you said i expected far better taste of you prince y yes tub tub of course but she's a n nice figure a nice figure and the girl who danced oh a nice figure too a very nice figure of a w woman what sonya why she's a mere child prince she's only thirteen years old y yes y yes of course but her figure develops very fast charming charming and the other dancing girl she's de developing too nicely she's dirty rather she might have washed her hands but very att attractive charming and the prince raised his glass again and hungrily inspected zina maquelle charmante personne what a lovely girl he muttered melting with satisfaction zina play us something or better still sing us a song how she sings prince she's an artiste a real artiste oh if you only knew dear prince continued maria alexandrovna in a half whisper as zina rose to go to the piano with her stately but quiet gait and queenly composure which evidently told upon the old man if you only knew what a daughter that is to me how she can love how tender how affectionate she is to me what taste she has what a heart yes yes taste and do you know i have only known one woman in all my life who could compare with her in loveliness it was the late countess nansky she died thirty years ago a wonderful woman and her beauty was quite surpassing she married her cook at last her cook prince yes her cook a frenchman abroad she bought him a count's title abroad he was a good-looking fellow enough with little moustaches and how did they get on oh very well indeed however they p parted very soon they quarrelled about some sauce he robbed her and b bolted mamma what shall i play asked zina better sing us something zina how she sings prince do you like music oh yes charming charming i love music passionately i knew beethoven abroad knew beethoven cried maria alexandrovna ecstatically imagine zina the prince knew beethoven oh prince did you really really know the great beethoven yes we were great friends beethoven and i he was always taking snuff such a funny fellow what beethoven yes beethoven or it may have been some other german fellow i don't know there are a great many germans there i forget well what shall i sing mamma asked zina again oh zina darling do sing us that lovely ballad all about knights you know and the girl who lived in a castle and loved the troubadour don't you know oh prince 
how i do love all those knightly stories and songs and the castles oh the castles and life in the middle ages and the troubadours and heralds and all shall i accompany you zina sit down near here prince oh those castles those castles yes yes castles i love castles too observed the prince staring at zina all the while with the whole of his one eye as if he would like to eat her up at once but good heavens he cried that song i know that song i heard that song years years ago oh how that song reminds me of something oh oh i will not attempt to describe the ecstatic state of the prince while zina sang she warbled an old french ballad which had once been all the fashion zina sang it beautifully her lovely face her glorious eyes her fine sweet contralto voice all this went to the prince's heart at once and her dark thick hair her heaving bosom her proud beautiful stately figure as she sat at the piano and played and sang quite finished him he never took his eyes off her he panted with excitement his old heart partially revivified with champagne with the music and with awakening recollections and who is there who has no beloved memories of the past his old heart beat faster and faster it was long since it had last beat in this way he was ready to fall on his knees at her feet when zina stopped singing and he was almost in tears with various emotions oh my charming charming child he cried putting his lips to her fingers you have ravished me quite quite i remember all now oh charming charming child the poor prince could not finish his sentence maria alexandrovna felt that the moment had arrived for her to make a move why why do you bury yourself alive as you do prince she began solemnly so much taste so much vital energy so many rich gifts of the mind and soul and to hide yourself in solitude all your days to flee from mankind from your friends oh it is unpardonable prince bethink yourself look up at life again with open eyes call up your dear memories of the past think of your golden youth your golden careless happy days of youth wake them wake them from the dead prince and wake yourself too and recommence life among men and women in society go abroad to italy to spain oh to spain prince you must have a guide a heart that will love and respect and sympathize with you you have friends summon them about you give the word and they will rally round you in crowds i myself will be the first to throw up everything in answer to your cry i remembered our old friendship my prince and i will sacrifice husband home all and follow you yes and were i but young and lovely like my daughter here i would be your fellow your friend your wife if you said but the word and i am convinced that you are a most charming creature in your day too said the prince blowing his nose violently his eyes were full of tears we live again in our children said maria 
Alexandrovna with great feeling. I, too, have my guardian angel, and that is this child, my daughter, Prince, the partner of my heart and of all my thoughts. She has refused seven offers because she is unwilling to leave me, so that she will go, too, when you accompany me abroad. In that case I shall certainly go abroad, cried the Prince with animation, as assuredly I shall go, and if only I could venture to hope. Oh, you bewitching child, charming, bewitching child! And the prince recommenced to kiss Zina's fingers. The poor old man was evidently meditating, going down on his knees before her. But prince, began Maria Alexandrovna again, feeling that the opportunity had arrived for another display of eloquence. But prince, you say, if only I could flatter myself into indulging any hope. Why, what a strange man you are, Prince! Surely you do not suppose that you are unworthy the flattering attention of any woman. It is not only youth that constitutes true beauty. Remember that you are, so to speak, a chip of the tree of aristocracy. You are a representative of all the most knightly, most refined taste and culture and manners. Did not Maria fall in love with the old man Mazeppa? I remember reading that Laison, that fascinating Marquess of the court of Louis, I forget which, when he was an old, bent, and bowed man, won the heart of one of the youngest and most beautiful women about the court. And who told you you are an old man? Who taught you that nonsense? Do men like you ever grow old? You, with your wealth of taste and wit, and animation, and vital energy, and brilliant manners. Just you make your appearance at some watering place abroad, with a young wife on your arm, some lovely young girl like my Zina, for instance. Of course, I merely mention her as an example, nothing more. And you will see at once what a colossal effect you will produce. You, a scion of our aristocracy, she, a beauty among beauties, you will lead her triumphantly on your arm. She, perhaps, will sing in some brilliant assemblage. You will delight the company with your wit. Why, all the people of the place will crowd to see you. All Europe will ring with your renown, for every newspaper and fuelton at the waters will be full of you. And yet you say, If I could but venture to hope, indeed! the fuletons yes yes and the newspapers said the prince growing more and more feeble with love but not understanding half of maria alexandrovna's tall talk but my child if you're not tired do repeat that song which you have just sang so charmingly once more oh but prince she has other lovely songs still prettier ones don't you remember les Allendale? You must have heard it, haven't you? Yes, I remember it. At least I've forgotten it. No, no, the one you've just sung. I don't want the hirondelle. I want that other song, whined the prince. Just like any child, Zina sang again. This time the prince could not contain himself. He fell on his knees at her feet. He cried. He sobbed. "'Oh, my beautiful Chatelaine!' he cried in his shaky old voice, shaky with old age and emotion combined. 
oh my charming charming chatelaine oh my dear child you have reminded me of so much that is long long past i always thought then that things must be fairer in the future than in the present i used to sing duets with the vis with the viscountess in this very ballad and now oh i don't know what to do i don't know what to do the prince panted and choked as he spoke his tongue seemed to find it difficult to move some of his words were almost unintelligible it was clear that he was in the last stage of emotional excitement maria alexandrovna immediately poured oil on the fire why prince i do believe you are falling in love with my zina she cried feeling that the moment was a solemn one the prince's reply surpassed her fondest expectations i am madly in love with her cried the old man all animated of a sudden he was still on his knees and he trembled with excitement as he spoke i am ready to give my life for her and if only i could hope if only i might have a little hope i but lift me up i feel so weak i if only she would give me the hope that i might offer her my heart i she should sing ballads to me every day and i could look at her and look and gaze and gaze at her oh my god my god prince prince you are offering her your hand you want to take her from me my zina my darling my Aj, my own dear child zina no zina no i can't let you go they must tear you from me zina they must tear you first from your mother's arms maria alexandrovna sprang to her daughter and caught her up in a close embrace conscious withal of serious physical resistance on zina's part the fond mother was a little overdoing it zina felt this with all her soul and she looked on at the whole comedy with inexpressible loathing however she held her tongue and that was all the fond mother required of her she has refused nine men because she will not leave me said maria but this time i fear my heart tells me that we are doomed to part i noticed just now how she looked at you prince you have impressed her with your aristocratic manner with your refinement oh prince you are going to separate us i feel it i feel it i adore her murmured the poor old man still trembling like an autumnal leaf and you'll consent to leave your mother cried maria alexandrovna throwing herself upon her daughter once more zina made haste to bring this to her painful scene to an end she stretched her pretty hand silently to the prince and even forced herself to smile prince reverently took the little hand into his own and covered it with kisses i am only this moment beginning to live he muttered in a voice that seemed choking with rapture and ecstasy zina began maria alexandrovna solemnly look well at this man this is the most honest and upright and noble man of all the men i know he is a knight of the middle ages but she knows it prince she knows it too well to my grief i say it oh why did you come here i am surrendering my treasure to you my angel 
oh take care of her prince her mother entreats you to watch over her and what mother could blame my grief enough mamma that's enough said zina quietly protect her from all hurt and insult prince can i rely upon your sword to flash in the face of the vile scandal-monger who dares to offend my zina enough mother i tell you am i yes yes it shall flash all right said the prince but i want to be married now at once i-i'm only just learning what it is to live i want to send off to donchanovo at once i want to send for some d diamonds i have there i want to lay them at her feet i-i what noble ardor what ecstasy of love what noble generous feelings you have prince cried maria alexandrovna and you could bury yourself bury yourself far from the world and society i shall remind you of this a thousand times i go mad when i think of that hellish woman what could i do i was frightened stammered the prince in a whining voice they wanted to put me in a lunatic asylum i was dreadfully alarmed in a lunatic asylum ah the scoundrels oh the inhuman wretches ah the low cunning of them yes prince i had heard of it but the lunacy was in these people not in you why why was it what for i don't know myself what it was for replied the poor old man feebly sinking into his chair i was at a ball don't you know and told some anecdote or other and they didn't like it and so they got up a scandal and a row surely that was not all prince no the i was playing cards with prince paul de Montif, and i was cleared out you see i, I had two kings and three qu queens three kings and two qu queens or should i say one king and some queens i, I know i had and it was for this oh the hellish inhumanity of some people you were weeping prince but be of good cheer it is all over now now i shall be at hand dearest prince i shall not leave zina and we shall see which of them will dare to say a word to you then and do you know my prince your marriage will expose them it will shame them they will see that you are a man that a lovely girl like our zina would never have married a madman you shall raise your head proudly now and look them straight in the face yes i shall look them straight in the face murmured the prince slowly shutting his eyes maria alexandrovna saw that her work was done the prince was tired out with love and emotion she was only wasting her eloquence prince you are disturbed and tired i see you are she said you must rest you must take a good rest after so much agitation she added bending over him maternally yes yes I, I should like to lie down a little said the old man of course of course you must lie down those agitating scenes stop i will escort you myself and arrange your couch with my own hands why are you looking so hard at that portrait prince that is my mother's picture she was an angel not a woman oh why is she not among us at this joyful moment yes charming charming 
do you know i had a mother too a princess and imagine a re remarkably a, a remarkably fat woman she was that is not what i was going to say i, I feel a little weak and au revoir my charming child to-morrow to-day I, I will i i au revoir au revoir here the poor old fellow tried to kiss his hand but slipped and nearly fell over the threshold of the door take care dear prince take care lean on my arm cried maria alexandrovna charming ch charming he muttered as he left the room i am only now learning to live zina was left alone a terrible oppression weighed down her heart she felt a sensation of loathing which nearly suffocated her she despised herself her cheeks burned with folded hands and teeth biting hard into her lips she stood in one spot motionless the tears of shame streamed from her eyes and at this moment the door opened and paul moskalyakov entered the room end of chapter eight recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida